Well, I want to thank all of you after uh, it was it's one, like a half an hour, right? What your patient? No, not that long, but close <laughs> for the patients for the tech difficulties. But thank you, all of you, for joining me uh, to talk about your new film that's uh, out, Scalper is out now the the sequel to nightcaller which i fully admit i didn't quite realize it was a sequel at first because oh, uh the way it was had the written so uh first off uh for my listeners out there we have with us uh susan priver she is the medium in the film scalper how you doing susan we got you going now hi i can't believe i didn't just leave because you know <laughs> Well, I, I'm glad you did it. Thank glad God to... I don't run the camera for anything. <laughs> glad to have you here. And with us as well is Kate Patel. Uh, you may recognize her name. We talked about her in a positive way, of course, a positive way of about Pig Killer. And she's uh, with us as well for Scalper. Hello, Kate. Glad to meet Hi, you. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. Happy to uh, have you here. And he's back with us. Uh, you know, this is starting to become a a thing people are going to talk chat how you doing chat i'm doing good thanks for having us you know this is great yeah yeah well i'm i'm very excited because uh, i got to see the film it was like wow chad just came out with the film and now he's got another one and we've got scalper and uh would you mind uh chad giving us uh, a little synopsis for my listeners about scalper uh like you said it's a sequel to nightcaller uh and it's basically again uh Susan Prever's character, Clementine, is basically kind of a media darling now after solving the case in the first film and finds herself kind of d diving back into uh, what might be a copycat or the scalper from Nightcaller returning to, you know, scalp. So she's <laughs> kind of got to crack that case. And while the bodies around her pile up, she's got to kind of figure it out. And Kate plays one of the detectives and Jake plays another detective. And they kind of are working hand in hand and side by side and with a little animosity because uh, Kate's father was killed in the first film. So, it, and then it's got much more of the supernatural elements going and more gore and more, you know, uh, suspense. And, you know, that with a sequel, you got to kind of be double everything, more gore, more suspense, more psychological thrilling and all that kind of good stuff. But it also is a little done in a little bit of a different style. I just happened to watch Nightcaller. Like I finished it a half hour before this uh interview actually wow. <laughs> so uh i wanted to sneak it in there because i had to see the first one and i saw the first one you went with a more of a 70s aesthetic and you don't quite have that with this you've got a little bit more modern look and feel to the sequel uh was uh that by choice uh or yeah for me it was kind of you know uh, if nightcaller was kind of uh, you know four flies on gray velvet this was kind of my tenebrae you know more a cleaner kind of more sure you know just a kind of a different direction but yet some of the same you know uh gritty feel is still there we've got little cigarette burns in the corner of the real changes and things like that little subtle touches as opposed to the, you know, the full on kind of 16 millimeter look, which uh, night color was. Well, and, and the coloring and everything over it, just the whole thing, uh, definitely watching night color. I was like, wow, this really feels like a throwback to the, to those seventies uh, grind, uh, you know, grimy crime films. And this one's got its own grime, but in different, in different ways. <laughs> I think that's the fun for me for doing a sequel because this was kind of my first sequel. It was one mm -hmm. of those things of to to not only make a standalone film but to also kind of differentiate it from the first film. And, sure. and, and I think you know it, 
but yet still have that same kind of feel in certain aspects, like you said, with the, the grittiness and the, you know, the, <laughs> that kind of the supernatural <laughs> element and all those kind of things. Uh, Susan, what made you want to come back to this character after all the hell she went through in the first one? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I really enjoyed working with Chad and, and this particular kind of band of, of uh, Bohemians. Um, uh, it was it, Nightcaller was the first time I'd worked with uh, them, and I I'd met Robert Miano over the years, uh, who introduced me to Chad. And I um, I I liked the character in that there was something very filmic about seeing something that's not there and really being able to use that part of myself that I've been using for years and not having getting to do it on film necessarily because I'm a stage actress um, in this sort of internal way, you know, even with a camera on you, seeing this shit happening in front of me. Um, so I enjoyed that with um, uh, Nightcaller and then <laughs> Chad ended up going even further with Scalper and we kind of discussed that and I, you know, I'm not Miss, Miss Gorehound, but, but it works for this kind of film, I think. And yeah, it was, it was I was sick during the filming of this one. I, oh, was, no. I was very sick. I had mm -hmm. some terrible flu, but we just, you know, we couldn't stop because, sure. you know, that's the way it is in a low budget movie. Um, and uh, so I didn't have as much fun as I did on Nightcaller because I was not sick when I did Nightcaller. But um, it was still a joy, you know, it just, it's just hard to act when you're sick. It's hard to drive to Malibu. It's hard to drive anywhere when you're sick. Um, we don't have drivers on these kind of films. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> next that's, time. Not, next maybe time next time. Not, not, not quite the budget, though this seemed to have a bigger budget than uh, the first film. Uh, yeah, so but not it, drivers. But, no but drivers. not drivers yet. Not drivers yet. <laughs> and then we have Kate, uh, who gets to play the detective with a major chip uh, on the shoulder and the doubter. Uh, Kate, what was it uh, about this character that drew you to her? Oh, gosh. Um, well, Chad, because I just worked with Chad um, and Susan on, on The Pig Killer. And I, mm -hmm. um, you know, so when when um, he, he'd written The Scalper in this role, you know, sort of, again, working with Jake Busey and, um, I loved like the, I've always wanted to play a detective. So that was definitely um, appealed to me. And I just love the, the, I loved her character. Um, and uh, the name, I know he did some research in, into the name and, and, and Ida Lupino is this uh, old time uh, director, um, actress, and, and which I found very cool. So which, yeah. which is kind of uh, equivalent to you because you have done directing as well. I admit, I, I also did a little watching and caught the documentary that uh, <laughs> you were tied to about uh, dumpster divers. Um, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I watched that and uh, that was a that was a very interesting documentary. Uh, so uh, I, I found that interesting. But yeah, I loved your dynamic with uh, Susan's character because you know you're the you're the doubter you're the the disbeliever plus you're the like blame her for the the death of your father and all of that so uh did you watch nightcaller before you got uh into this role or i've watched pieces of nightcaller i actually haven't watched uh the full movie sure um 
but yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was fun to, to, to play that with Susan and, and Susan being as talented as she is. Um, this dynamic that we had was, was very fun for me. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it was, it was very convincing too. I will say, I was like, Oh man, <laughs> made some great heated moments though. Uh, so Chad for, this now I know how Nightcaller ended now, so I not kind of know why, but still a lot of indie filmmakers don't exactly go back to their, you know, uh, the first film. They like to keep moving forward with other projects. What made you want to come back to the world of of Scalper? Um, well, I had never done a sequel before, and it was one of those things where you know, I think it started with you know Susan suggested doing a prequel maybe or something that you know brought us back to this character because the character is is interesting and she's good in it. And it was one of those things of we wanted to work again, and it was just kind of trying to figure out um, uh, for me who the killer is or what are the reasons or motivations a sequel and it, for me it was the, the whole media aspect of where here's someone becomes a superstar and someone in the background is upset because this person's getting fame or whatever and then their grudge builds and builds and builds until they you know snap and they start you know taking their vengeance out on people she knows and loves and you know that for me made it click and uh you know it, it was pretty easy to write and it just kind of fell into place but it was you know then calling up uh characters from the first film and saying hey are you available let's see if we can if i can write a role for you back into the sequel and you know most of them were on hand and ready to do it and it, it well, made it pretty easy was that before or after you described exactly how the opening kill was going to go because let me tell you about your opening kill in this film okay <laughs> there's there's ways that there's things that i thought it was where it was going to go and then where you actually went with it uh, you did make my jaw drop. I was like, okay. Uh, it's hard to <laughs> forget. It is, it is hard to forget. <laughs> uh, you know, but I appreciate that. I, I liked it. It's a little bit of trauma-esque almost, you know, just <laughs> sure, sure. even though it's a, a darker, you know, darker themed stuff. Now, uh, Susan, uh, did you do research and such into mediums when you were preparing for this role the first time and even carrying into, into this one for Scalper or? Mm, I don't know if research is quite the word. I've played some uh, very deeply sensitive role. I played Blanche on stage not too long before mm -hmm. I did this. Blanche from uh, Streetcar Named Desire, which is not psychic, but it's deeply sensitive and deeply intuitive and crazy, actually, even though uh, I don't think that uh, uh, Clementine is crazy. She's just deeply intuitive. And in that, the sense, the sensory needs to be really woken up. And this is something I've worked on for many years in my acting anyway. So it was a nice way to um, sort of delve in without looking at a bunch of bullshit psychics. <laughs> Just using my own, I, I'm a yoga teacher actually. Oh, so okay. I use my instincts very deeply. And I, I think I've always had a little, I'm not psychic, but, I, but I'm very intuitive about sure. people mm -hmm. uh not necessarily murders but i'm intuitive <laughs> and i think you know i can dive into that part of myself uh for for this role of clementine and so you know and then chad just adds some you know nice really horrific things that are happening and that that just make you respond when you're in the scene so i was able to do that like a with um, brandon in the in the morgue I was I mean, going to say the morgue scene. <laughs> I mean, like, 
there's this naked guy that's scalped and he's just got your got your throat and you're like you cannot not respond even though i'm <laughs> i'm supposedly seeing this it's yes. just he's right there so yeah. it was um yeah it was challenging but you know there's <laughs> some elements there that you're going to react to so what about uh for you kate and how you prepared for your detective role you said you always wanted to play a detective so uh did you uh, do a bit of research on that um, I don't know that I did a ton of research. I mean, I have watched, uh, I, I used to be a big fan of CSI. Oh, sure. Um, mm -hmm. So I sort of like had some recollection of that and playing the, you know, Jake and I were, so he was sort of the good cop and I'm sort of sure. the bad cop. Um, so that whole hardened mentality um, and that uh, I kind of, I played with that quite a bit. Mm hmm yeah. <laughs> and how how odd was that, Kate? Because you literally went from a film to where Jake was your nemesis, your 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 chaser, your killer, and now your partner's with him in this movie. Yeah. How, how you know, was there a bit of a challenge or what kind of challenges were there for switching that mode? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that's part of the joy of acting though, is mm -hmm. to be able to um you know, swim through all these different dynamics. And I, I, so I, I was sort of thrilled doing it because it's this total switch over and I got to play in that, in that totally different arena where, yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of interesting. I'm watching this. I'm like, okay, well there's Jake. And I'm like, oh wait, there's Kate. Wait, wait, they were just fighting. You know, <laughs> it was like, she was just running yeah. for her life in the previous one. So uh, yeah. And, and, you mentioned the uh, gore, Susan. Uh, Chad, yeah, you did go uh, full odd, but you still did practical. Uh, with same effects crew that you had on Pig Killer? Yeah, Joe Castro is back mm -hmm. and, you know, did an outstanding job, you know. He's, he's, he's not only fun to work with, he's one of those guys that, you know, you usually get it in a couple takes and it, it, it's sure. top notch and, you know, makes your stomach churn and, you know, you, he's, he's got, he nailed it. <laughs> Uh, he he definitely did that. Now, uh, you lean a lot more though into the paranormal other world in this one. Uh, you know what what was your decision with that? Because I think you pull it off, but if done wrong, if done wrong, it can come off real hokey. You you managed to pull it off in Scalper, uh, but I was just impressed of how often you were actually going into that realm, so to speak, or or that mode with it. Uh, you know, what, what kind of challenge is that so it doesn't come off too hokey, for lack of a better term? <laughs> no, I mean, that's really kind of the tough part of it. And it, it really kind of relied on the location mm -hmm. that uh, Jerry Irons has, one of the producers and uh, the guy who gets scalped at Bai Ling's house. He uh, has this great, like, old paintball park out in Castaic. <laughs> and, you know, where the, the, you know, the office workers go and they have their annual picnic and shoot each other with paintballs kind of stuff. And it had recently burned down. So it was had this really kind of, you know, otherworldly look. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I saw pictures of it, I'm like, you know, that's perfect. And so that kind of made the dive into the other world a little easier because originally it was like, you know, written as it goes into white room or, you know, whatever it would be, because, you know, you don't know what you've got until, you know, kind of the last minute we were looking for locations and then his popped up and it was burned down. So you're like, okay, that'll be a nice otherworldly thing. So you know, it, 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 at any minute on these low budget things, it's like, 
okay, get rid of that because we couldn't find the location or change that to whatever. So mm -hmm. with his thing and that coming up, it kind of just embraced the whole, you know, that aspect of it because we had something that looked like another dimension or whatever it might be to utilize. And and playing it with the, the coloring as well, making it black and white, yeah. which always helps. No, and it's, you know, it's, for me, it's one of those things like Phantasm is a good example of a film mm -hmm. that kind of has these different uh, fantasy elements that are other dimensions and all these things that are interesting that never to me seemed, you know, hokey or whatever. So I, I could understand how it could be, but it definitely never entered my mind right or wrong. <laughs> Well, until, well, I read, until I read some reviews where this is hokey or whatever, and then I'm like, oh, maybe it is, you know. No, but I, at the time, uh, <laughs> it was never a thought in my head. Well, I'm not, when I make these, when we get these together, mm -hmm. I really never think about an audience's. Uh, what yeah. I, I really don't give a shit, to be honest. It's one of those things, and I first I have to write it for me. And then I send it out to the actors and get their opinions. And then we kind of hone it. And if it's clicking for everyone in, within the circle, artistically and creatively, then I kind of go for it. And then it's really only when you start reading, you know, the positive reviews or the negative reviews. And then you kind of look at it and it's like, uh, maybe that, you know, it makes you then kind of rethink things of what you should have done, but not necessarily because, you know, at first and foremost, I have to make the film for myself. And sure, you know, and, uh, <laughs> Well, I don't know what they're talking about. And I'm not saying that just because I have you three here. I didn't think it was hokey. I, I think it worked. Um, I think it was interesting that the, taking it to that uh, level versus where you went in Scalper, which was kind of, you know, flashback or visions. And here, sure. you know, she's completely into it. But I'm glad you mentioned a collaboration. Uh, it, Kate, since you have Chad on the hot seat here, uh, did he allow you to give some input for your detective character? Or was he was he strict on that yeah you know that's one of the great things um the things i love about working with chad is that he's so open to um you know if i'm like oh like i want to try this or you know he's like yeah go for it. like uh, chad's great that way and he really um anything that you know i um so yeah i i, I feel like um you know but he also has his vision uh <laughs> So it's cool. I, you know, I, I, I felt like I got to explore things that I was thinking of and in, in, in the way that I wanted to. And um, yeah. Was, was there any particular characteristic you brought to the detective that he didn't have on paper? Ooh, I think, I mean, it's been a while since it's like last sure. year yeah. or like over a year ago yeah. now. Um, uh I can't really think of anything specific. I, I feel like there was something that had to do with the the, the cigarettes and this. this uh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But just something in general, you let it you let it flow on the uh, set. I imagine you you kind of got a collaboration. It sounds like uh, on set, which is a good environment to have uh, for something. You hear horror stories on indie films about how people are very uh, strict. And nope, you got that line wrong. We're doing it again, 167 times. <laughs> we can't do that. No, you can't do that because you're you're. We don't have time. time to do that. You don't have time. And you, you can always have you can always loop them later. You can always loop them. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do. We'll just coverage in ADR. We'll we'll we'll, get, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Susan, what about you? What was there uh, anything in particular that you brought to your character that possibly wasn't on paper? 
Um, well, you always bring something that isn't on paper because you're a 3D human being. Sure. <laughs> and paper is 2D. Mm -hmm. So when you read the script, you have an idea of the writer, Chad, in this, this situation, what he might like. But every single actor who's, you know, decent will bring something different to it. Mm -hmm. And so I bring my own brand of bohemian... Uh, openness, uh, fear, uh, vulnerability that that no director, I mean, Chad never has to tell me, oh, be vulnerable here. <laughs> I just know that there's something that is scaring the shit out of me because this is the situation that he's put my character in. So I try to bring the, I try to bring with the characters that I played for for Chad, um, some vulnerability, even though I'm a grown woman and I'm not young, uh, the vulnerability of believing the situation, mm -hmm. uh, which is very unrealistic. <laughs> you know, so I bring that side of myself that is um, malleable. Mm -hmm. And I think Chad likes that. And he doesn't really, I mean, a couple times he's yelled at me, but but he's he's pretty easy to work with. You haven't really yelled at me, but the other oh, yeah. day, one day when we were doing the last film, you yelled at me because like it was crazy down that hallway in my high heels. Anyway, um, um, that was the you last made her you made her run in high heels, Chad. <laughs> yes, I said, can I please put my fucking tennis shoes? On? Anyway, um, anyway, that's a whole different story. Um, but you kind of have to get it done quick, and you have for for Chad's films which I like because I'm used to, you have to be prepared. Sure. You don't come in going like, ooh. And something new could happen depending on who you're working with as the actor, something or the other actor that you're working with or actors, you respond to what they're giving you, but but you go there prepared because there's not a lot of time. There's no time really for much rehearsal, a little bit on set while they're setting up, but not really. So, and, and actually uh, Kate and uh, Jake and I did rehearse a little mm -hmm. before and that was nice. We got to know each other a little bit and that helped even though it was sick on the set but it's it's nice it's nice to rehearse with the actors if if you can do that not all actors want to but kate was willing and jake was willing too surprisingly enough <laughs> yeah yeah that was good we did that it was nice it was nice it helps it helps a little it does yeah i always wonder about that with uh whether or not actors can get together before they're actually in that scene to talk things over because uh, I think of, you know, some th things where you just show up cold, you're like, okay, I'm here for my part. Okay, I'm done, peace out. You know? <laughs> I don't, for me, that's not a great idea. Sure. And if Chad doesn't like what someone's doing, he will tell them, mm -hmm. you know, he'll, 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 I, he will. But, but usually if you're more prepared, it's better for the, mm -hmm. for the process mm -hmm. in some way and then be open to possible change and then just be open. <laughs> you know yeah especially especially if like your you know your characters know each other very well or that you know it is helpful just to have that um you get to know someone and personally you know so when you're on set it's sort of you feel <laughs> that a bit i think well you, and you you all have a familiarity because you have worked yeah. on another film before so i imagine that at least helps you a little bit so you kind of know how the other person is they're they're works or their nuance or you know okay i know not to mention this uh because <laughs> it's gonna make for an interesting day i'm sure 
No, and it's one of those things of that's when you when you find, you know, talented actors and especially if you worked with them before and you know that they, they're going to show up and they're going to know their lines and they're going to be prepared and they're going to come mm -hmm. up with fun stuff and they're going to, you know, not be a pain in the ass with complaints or whatever it be that you, <laughs> use, you use them again. And it's always one of those things, you know, it's uh, a scary thing when you use like a Jake Busey or uh, Eddie Furlong or someone that you haven't worked with before. And then you're not sure if they're going to show up and not know their lines or they're going to be jerks or whatever it is, you know, knock on wood that, you know, we've been lucky to work with, you know, Jake was great. Eddie was great. And so you, you find new people and then you keep working with them. Yeah. It's really great that you got uh, along, you got Jake and, you know, he's involved your other projects. I think he's very talented. And I mentioned this before Chad, that I think he's an underrated actor in many respects because he yeah. just, he puts us all into it. Um, and uh, the dynamic between all three of you, uh, Susan and Kate and Jake, I, I loved those scenes together when you all had that Jake trying to just be the uh -huh. peacekeeper between the two of us, <laughs> between the two of you, and neither one of you really having it. Yeah. Or <laughs> well, I think we both really stayed online with what we were expected to do within mm -hmm. the realm of our character then it came off that way you know it came off like that we hate each other but kate is a sweet sweet lady and we already knew that we liked each other but like you know you just got to do your job when you get to the set that's the the dynamic was that she didn't believe a damn thing i said i was completely full of shit and i got her dad killed in the last yeah film. well you yeah. did really well, he, her, her her the the detective dad kind of you know he made he made a mistake in there so it wasn't you know all yeah. your fault right no it wasn't all me i'm taking i'm taking responsibility for the death of her father yeah. but there, i think but, i sort know. of sort of blame like underlying might have blamed you yes oh, and that yeah. Was, yeah yeah you absolutely did in in what the scenes yeah you did that's why you had this disdain for me or one of the reasons <laughs> so, <laughs> i so mean kate, that's understandable that's totally understandable kate what kind of challenge is that though because you all seem to get along and then you have to play the person that hates her does that make it easier or oh, harder well it was like like she's a susan susan's such a sweetheart you know and um <laughs> lovely intelligent person and and so you know and I um and I'm I guess relatively fairly new to 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 uh the business in general so you know I'm like oh I don't want to like offend her I don't want to like make her feel bad as a person or like all these things <laughs> are kind of running through my head I'm like oh I hope I'm not she doesn't think I'm really mean or you know all these things but then it's you get into it and you do, you do it and you're like that that's part of the joy of acting is being able to explore that with other actors because they get it and it's you don't have to worry about that it's like you can have fun with that so um yeah yeah with this being a darker film though is it a challenge uh I, I'll start with you first Susan is it a challenge to get out of that mode because you're dealing with some darker I mean, scenes. You you've got a naked guy choking you. You know, you got you got gore everywhere. But you know, it, it's it's some heavy scenes. I guess I'll ask you uh, first, and then go around. Uh, how is it challenging to get out of like the normal world once you're there? Well, I I I've been acting a long time, and so I know that I sanity is being able to 
jump back into the real world sure. because the fact is is this is make-believe mm-hmm. you just have to believe it while you're in it and yes you may have to do some preparation to be in that open space but if you carry it with you completely especially in a really heavy thing this isn't so heavy but right. uh during blanche for instance perhaps that affected me a little bit but still having sanity as an actor is knowing your craft, knowing where you need to go, and knowing that you can step out of it. Because if you don't, you are just, it, it, it's just too hard on your person. You, I mean, we're still people. We still have to get up and do, you know, feed the dogs and, and clean the house and do the things you have to do. You can't live in a complete world of insanity, which often, you know, you're playing these kind of roles where you're in a dark place. So I kind of know how to step in and out as much, you know, Sure. But I need a little preparation to go there, but I can step out when necessary, thankfully, after all these years. Now, for maybe for Kate, because she's a younger actress, <laughs> maybe it's harder for her to step out, but you got to learn how to. You got to keep your, um, mm-hmm. keep some sense of self. And if hopefully you're not completely insane, then keep some sense of sanity. Well, but well, I, I, I'm not completely sane, but I keep a little bit <laughs> well, that I have. Well, any creative person can't be completely sane. Otherwise, I think, you know, you, right, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. And and creativity, I think, comes from a little bit of the altered perspective of reality. Uh, some Absolutely. have more altered perspective, like Chad writing a really twisted opening scene like this one. Or, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. Chad. <laughs> but, um, but even no matter how crazy you are, you you have to be able to step out. I mean, you sure, want to sure. spend the rest of your life in a mental hospital That's, because you can step out, yeah. right? What What about you, Kate? Uh, for your character, I mean, she she goes through some pretty uh, heavy scenes and intense scenes. Where's there? Yeah, anything? yeah. Um, I think Susan's spot on. It's about learning how to like step in and out. I just did a sensory session today, and I was thinking my God, this is the same as uh, being in a mental asylum. It's the exact same because all these, like, it's it's a crazy, literally a crazy house. There's no difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I mean, the difference is you step out of it after right. a while. You don't continue there. So um, I think it's, yeah, it's it's important to be able to do that. And I think I, I, I did that more. I was a little more in the pig killer. I was a little more all the time affected by it, but for the scalper, I feel like I sort of, you know, hold myself back. So, so you didn't randomly just arrest people on the street, then saying, you know, I... <laughs> as tempting as that would be. Um, not that time. Sorry, you're you're coming you're coming downtown with me. What do I do? You just come on, let's go. <laughs> it's, it's lovely but... to do it. <laughs> so, uh, Chad. Uh, with your scalper uh, script that you had here and, and some of these intense scenes, you said you had to double it. Was there stuff in here, though, that you still were like, OK, I've got a cut kind of similar to what we talked about pig killer? It, was there anything in, in scalper that you were going to put in, but you're like, I ah, better not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's one of those things, you know, like I'm writing a script now and, it, you know, some it's, it's all about kind of where it takes you. It's once you kind of, it's funny because I'll sit there and I'll stare at the screen and you got to write this, you know, get it going. 
And sometimes it's like, I just have to let it go and go sit down have, you know, about 10 cigarettes and three cups of coffee. And then it hits me. I'm like, Oh, voiceover. That's what I need here. Voiceover. Or I need this to, you know, uh, uh, you know, kind of, um, uh, just a moment for the character to kind of get in for me to get in their head. And it's one of those things that's kind of, uh, the same with scalper once seeing that it was a familiar character and the characters were familiar. It was so easy to kind of figure it out. And, you know, I try to write, you know, whatever comes to me and whatever feels right and not worry about uh, mm -hmm. offending someone or, you know, whatever it might be. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> like, like with Pig Killer, I mean, Kate, you had to deal with a lot of uh, interesting <laughs> uh, props and such in, in Pig Killer. Did you ever just look to Chad and go, what the hell, man? What the <laughs> I did. I mean, I mean, there are some, there are some parts and I, I, um, yeah like i you know i i i love the movie and there's there's there are certain part, parts that are that were yeah i had to you know to, to step away and take some breaths and sort of okay this is for the movie this is a horror movie and um it's but i think that that's part of what he does and, and well it's sort of like this off you know it's 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 off-putting for a reason and it's, it's sort of that's the the purpose of it um in a way so yeah <laughs> when, when you're getting chased by a guy with a pig-headed mask <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> so i just i love pig killer too and i thought uh, you were great in it so uh i was uh, i really uh, uh liked it and he was telling me about how you wanted to make that film as well uh and you know what was it that drew you to that story yeah, I was living in Vancouver when uh, Willie Picton was on trial, and that was a big deal in the news. You know, all these these uh, women, all their faces in in the news, and and the trial went on for a really long time. And I I just remember being fascinated. I mean, I was you know went through some dark phases in my life, and I was just fascinated by the the psyche of this uh, person. What would prompt him to do that? And I knew. One of my friend's mothers was used to party with him, so she, oh. you know, she didn't end up in in uh, you know in the newspaper mm -hmm. about it. But she, yeah, and I was just sort of fascinated by that, you know, the psychology of someone that would do that, mixed with the story of this girl who's like naively falls for these guys who are just <laughs> the worst for her, and like this strange, really strange love story that you know i just i i found that idea fascinating so chad pulled it together and <laughs> yeah it's ready for the sequel it, it, it ready for the <laughs> sequel he he may not have a sequel but you've got one ready right <laughs> well there there is the, the the only idea that i had for a sequel was actually getting in touch with willie picton the guy in prison mm. and and interview him and get some stories from him and figure out something oh. from that show him the film there's something in there you know what i mean i'm saying it just hit me the other day of i just had this you know vision of him watching the film and laughing and then you know you ask him for a critique and then you ask him for some prison stories or police stories or whatever stories he might be regale you with and let that filter in and then you know put jake Ducey in that and figure it out from there I, you know i don't know there there's an idea there that's the only way that would make a, a sequel interesting to me anyway is if you hear from the horse's mouth 
mm-hmm. to kind of get his interpretation of the film you just made about him on doing a sequel about that film. <laughs> it, it, Susan, you were involved in Pig Killer too when you read the script. What, did Chad uh, ask you to come in, or, or were you like, you know, I was wondering how you got yeah, involved. He sent me the script, and I went, oh, this is this is fun. And uh, <laughs> said, which one do you want to play? And I, I said, I like the lawyer. Even I've never gotten to play a lawyer. I come from lawyers. That's my family. Mm. Um, my brother, my sister, they're all judges now. Oh, wow. Um, but my dad was a lawyer. And um, I thought, this would be fun. She's kind of a cheap lawyer, kind of a... <laughs> trashy lawyer that is just so bowled over by the how how hick these guys are <laughs> so i i just i don't know i just chose to make her kind of i played so many tennessee williams characters she's not the character is not tennessee williams but i just decided i'll, I'll fucking do her southern i want to have fun <laughs> so i just wanted to be kind of a okay boys let's just let me know what you got here. All right, everything's going to be fine. You can't have those big parties. What? You're going to have parties? Anyway, I just decided that would be kind of a fun way to bring something, another color to my <laughs> my palette. <laughs> you know, I enjoy I enjoy that. So it was fun. It was fun. I, I think that my, my uh, I'm more of a tragedian in, in a way. So I like Chad's darker stories for me in what I'm able to drum up for him which he likes to just bring out the dark and and i have a have an ability to bring out that dark um so the next one we might do together uh i will be <laughs> dark 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 <laughs> hopefully be the be the, some you know a nice person somehow too <laughs> i love peter laurie i don't know if you've ever seen m oh peter i love him. an amazing oh, speech yes in um about why he does what he does and and it's terrible what he does but you sort of feel for this guy this criminal this awful human being you feel for him so i hope you know chad can give me something like m it's there (laughs) it's or or i love what i do love is i'm a geraldine page freak and she did a few horrors in her later life and um she's quite amazing in them actually and karen black Karen Black, oh horror yeah, at the end of her yeah. life. So, and I was compared to Karen Black in another horror that I did mm-hmm. before I met Chad. So, well, in in all weird, I'm... she's a little weird. <laughs> she has a weird she, sexuality. She she is, but uh, very very talented and wonderful. And, and and all of you are very talented, and we are very fortunate as viewers to get stuff like this and uh, like Scalper and Pig Killer and such. And I guess, uh, you know. Kate, are you a horror fan? Because you you're doing you're doing a lot of horror. You seem to be falling into that. Are you a horror fan? And if so, you got a favorite one, or is it just something you like to explore? Like Susan, I I wouldn't call myself a gore hound. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved growing up. I loved Alfred Hitchcock. I was mm. like obsessed with him. Okay. Um, and that like role. I grew up on like Roald Dahl. Not really horror stuff, but like the gro- like this, like grotesque, just sure. strange. Um, th- th- I don't know how to. I I loved Roald Dahl and Alfred Hitchcock. So, yeah, that that dark psychology has always fascinated me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the dark kind of <laughs> gothic stuff, not necessarily gory, but gothic type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, dark girls dark we're dark women we're well in this genre somehow well if there's a director to uh you know that you really like alfred hitchcock's one of them he we've been exploring on our podcast 
far more of his works besides the popular ones and it's it's just yeah. uh we covered last year the lady vanishes which was is an amazing movie and i watched this and i'm like how have i not heard of this and he's you know he's got so much other work out there and i just saw rope the oh, other great oh, as a good one a great one and if you think about rope and him doing that with a film camera you know he doesn't have like the digital like a light camera all the cameras are heavy as hell and trying to do one take type feel plus the other subversive message and everything that they were able to work in that you know <laughs> it's hitchcock right yeah. he's amazing he, he stanley is. kubrick isn't too bad either Kubrick, Kubrick's good. He's he's got a little bit of his own style, much like he's Chad has style. his own style. Uh, yeah. Though I don't think did Chad uh, de demand 147 takes of anything at all. No, <laughs> no. no, we're lucky when we get two. <laughs> <laughs> we have to move fast. <laughs> Maybe three. Maybe three. Maybe three. Well, because right. you worked on a tight schedule, Chad. Uh, how long was uh, Scalper? uh i think it was 10 days 10 wow the was one that... we just the one we just did was nine days so man was that a longer or shorter about the same as nightcaller uh i think nightcaller was 10 mm -hmm. as well yeah it was oh. 10 man so that's that's kind of your standard so you know if you're working with chad you, you got to prepare yourself because you you got a 10-day schedule Right. And two takes. And two if, takes. You're lucky, if you're lucky. <laughs> Did it right the first time, right? <laughs> well, I, I want to thank you all. And I guess uh, we'll follow up is uh, what is next? Uh, Susan, what do you got on your plate next? You, you mentioned a project with Chad, but you got anything else coming up? Um, well, I did a film with the DP of Nightcaller, mm. uh, which just got into South by Southwest, nice. which is more of a thrill, kind of an art, art film thriller. Mm -hmm. And it got into South by Southwest, so I'll be going there for a couple of days and or a couple of days. And um, yeah, I play a very interesting, kind of an interesting part. Um, no big names in it, but some very good actors. Um, that's in March, and I think Chad and I are doing Dorothea after that. I hope. I I think if he's working on it, <laughs> if he if he writes a part that I. A deep, deeply psychological, <laughs> interesting part that isn't all gore. <laughs> if he writes me a Geraldine, oh no! Well, I'm also a fan of um, Sands on a Wet Afternoon. I'm a big fan of Kim Stanley, mm. who, but she didn't do a lot of films. She was an incredible, incredible actress, um, and she played us. I, I watched a lot of her over the years for Nightcaller. Uh, I've been watching her for years, mm. and she has this sensibility which I, I didn't copy, but but just get a sense of feeling something sure. that might be there. But um, yeah, the next one might be a killer, oh. <laughs> a murderer. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> but a nice one. And, and do you have uh, socials or anything? Are you online at all, uh, Twitter or anything like that? I don't do anything. I, I share things that um, Chad sends. I am on Facebook. Okay. And I think I have a handle for for um for um oh, instagram that i think someone set up for me but i don't do it because i fuck, look at i can barely get on this call I, just, <laughs> I don't like any of it i just like to work you know i work and i teach yoga and i do things that are three i tend to do more 3d things <laughs> fair enough fair enough <laughs> I know that's what people do. And yeah, I am on the Instagram. It's just Susan. It's it's like Susan I don't blame Brady. you. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, it's, I probably should, but I just, you know, I'm just here. Well, there's always they could follow your uh, list of upcoming credits on IMDb, if nothing else. So, well, IMDb, but I'm I am on Facebook and on, on Facebook. Facebook. Yes. And Kate, what do you got coming up next? Uh, another serial killer chasing you, or? I've got, um, I'm working on a short independent film this month, and um, I'm also doing a lot of stuff um, involved with the Actors Studio, which is not for the public, but it's it's really, um, you know, invaluable for me and my craft, so I'm working on some stuff there. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully, you know, I'd love to to work with, with Chad and Susan again on another one so. that'd be great that'd be great <laughs> and you got any socials or anything people can keep up with where you're what you're doing and where you're at yeah i'm not the best at using them sure. um but i yes i do i do okay. have yeah <laughs> just search for your name i imagine and uh, i think that it, it would probably come up probably come up okay oh mark for yeah. me dead mail there i think they're starting a social for dead mail Oh, okay. Yeah, and 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 Chad has one for scalper, I'm sure. I would imagine, he, and that color. Yeah. So I'm involved. You know, I'm on those things. I just sure. don't. And I, I I share a little bit on Facebook. That's. But. I I work with technology on my day job. I don't blame anybody for not wanting to be too involved in social tech stuff. <laughs> so, uh, if it came easier to me, I might do it. But it just, it just doesn't doesn't come easy to me. Well, there's, <laughs> and there's a lot of different venues now so it's hard to keep up for sure uh and speaking of keeping up chad what do you got sir i'm on myspace and <laughs> yeah i got myspace i still there have my well. yeah my myspace page is still up somewhere does that still exist that yeah, still exist oh, yeah. a lot of bands adopted it yeah that's where i'm <laughs> at no, aol.com right yeah, yeah. i'm aol i'm aol <laughs> There you go. See, that's that's some old school email right there. What do you got coming up, Chad, though? Uh, we just wrapped on, um, we're finishing post-production on Unspeakable Beyond the Wall of Sleep, which is another Lovecraft uh, epic with Eddie Furlong, Susan, Robert Miano, Bai Ling, uh, Steve Railsback. Uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. We shot it in nine days, actually, and uh, it should be hitting festivals probably next month sometime. And then... That's soon, Chad. I hope. Wow. <laughs> We're submitted, it's all submitted to festivals next month. So yes. we'll right. be submitted to festivals. And uh, then I'm working on a script, like Susan said, another true crime film based on Dorothy Puente, who killed about nine or ten older dudes here in, Sa in Sacramento, California in the uh, mm -hmm. uh, mid-80s. And uh, it's kind of another... Um, wild crazy story on paper and then you're like uh, you know you see susan as this character and then you start writing it and it, it's a lot of fun well thank you this has all been a pleasure uh talking to i love talking to talented folks like yourselves uh you know indie film i think it's a bad rap i think there's a lot of great stuff out there and scalper is one of those as long as you have a bit of a strong stomach if you can get past the first opening kill you're golden. You're you're golden. <laughs> so, uh, thank you all and everybody. Yes, check Scalper. I believe it is out out now on streaming, um, and uh, all your major uh, venues. I think it is. 
uh, now for you folks out there. And yeah, hopefully we get to chat again uh, sometime. Love to talk to uh, all of you uh, after your next projects. So uh, thank you all. Thank, thank you, Mark. You, thank, you. thank you for having us.